Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with accomplished veteran jazz saxophonist and composer Steve Heckman. This cat is always busy and consistently putting out quality jazz music. His most recent 2016 CD is his take on John Coltrane. It's called Legacy, and he really nailed the sound. Yet in his own distinctive way that he has always done and delivered his music. He talks about his latest album at length. So dig this interview, my friends. So let me ask you this. Yeah. You know, the one thing that I think is great about a musician is that you, you all have this unique ability to cover songs that have been covered over and over again. But John Coltrane cannot be an easy guy to cover. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> even use the term cover. I'd be reluctant uh, just because, um, yeah, uh, well, I, you know, it's been three years since this was recorded, and I just did a CD release party on Sunday, and it had been a while since I had performed some of these tunes, uh, and I had a new appreciation just for how challenging they can be. And Coltrane's lines are so different. I, I mean, you really cannot play bebop lines and make it sound good on anything he wrote. So uh, he really utilizes very different scales and uh, just so far ahead of his time, and I think still ahead of even our time. Yeah, so I think you're absolutely hit it on the head. It's uh, extremely challenging material, uh, takes a lot of sweat equity, uh, just working through the, you know, developing facility to play those chord changes, or even on songs that don't have those giant steps changes, let's say, uh, just the way he constructs his his songs is yeah. very unique, in my opinion. So it kind of moves in unexpected directions. So you really have to have your wits about you. How long has this been? I know that, you know, there's always your original material that you will work on, and it seems like when you get involved with another artist's work, it's kind of a side project. How long have you been on that radar where you thought you wanted to cover, not cover, or you wanted to play the music of John Coltrane, I should say? Well, I have loved his music since I was 15 years old. been probably the most influential single individual in the jazz world in terms of uh, influence and effect upon me. Just discovering him as a teenager just had a profound emotional impact upon me. And uh, really been kind of a thread throughout my lifetime. It's hard to explain, but a spiritual connection, a, re a kind of resonation to what he has done. He's probably the one person where no matter how many times I've listened to his recordings, uh, when I put them on 40 years later, they sound fresh to me. Yeah. As if, I, as if I'm right there in that moment. Um, so I'd say it's... It, my love for Coltrane has been just ongoing since since I was a teenager, and uh, kind of on and off, there are periods where I kind of move away from it. And, uh, you know, my last couple of albums that I did with Howard Alden were definitely, yeah, much more great American songbook, straight ahead, uh, more beboppy kind of things, and uh, a lot more mellow. So I would say I'm multifaceted. I've got a couple of different sides to myself that I like to explore. So, uh, you know, it felt time to get back to the Coltrane side again. One of the critics around here, Andy Gilbert, put it in kind of a humorous way uh, when he was reviewing the last CD with uh, Howard Alden. I think he said uh, he called it "off the train track." <laughs> so that kind of you know represented the fact that I was I was not doing the train thing, and so now I'm back on the train track. I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. You know, it's one of the beautiful byproducts of being able to interview and get to know. 
jazz musicians or the stories. And I remember I, I talked to Brian Haas from the Jacob Brad Jazz Odyssey, and he told me it's one of my most memorable quotes I ever heard. He said, "You know, Joe, I don't. I'm not a spiritual guy. I work." He said, "I'm a spiritual guy, but I don't know that I believe in God." But I'll tell you one thing. John Coltrane is my religion. <laughs> oh, I can totally relate to that. I, I would, you know, I would, I'll say this. I would say that I agree with that, and and I feel the same way. Every time I hear about Coltrane, it opens up a new thing. Whether it was the length of practicing that he went into, or just how determined, or how spiritual, or anything, there was a level of Coltrane that was completely out of this world, kind of like Charlie Parker. Yeah, I totally agree. I, you know, I could kind of identify with his search. And um, his incessant practicing, I think, was his attempt to uh, just discover new ways of, of playing, new things that are in the in the music. Um, yeah. Uh, for this uh, performance I, we just did, I was working up the tune uh, for the band of Grand Central. It's really from one of his earlier albums, from the Cannonball and Coltrane album. And... Um, that's the one that goes. Yeah. Pardon my singing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I get not it. Not a singer I, at all. But, no, I uh, heard it. Wow. Uh, the chords—they're not the giant steps chords, but they move really quickly. But I was—I slowed it all down as I was practicing, and I was looking at some of the the lines that kind of fit. Very different scales. I mean, scales where the notes are not even in the chord. <laughs> So uh, yeah. and and making it work like uh, beautifully and in my own practicing, if I come up with uh, a new interesting line like that, I'll write it down and it'll be a good day for me if I just come up with one line like that. Sure. And I can practice that for an hour and I'll make myself learn it in every key, not to memorize it to play it on on a in a solo necessarily, but just to kind of have it in my head as uh, just kind of a possible pathway. And, you know, maybe in the moment I'll play a little piece of it or it'll at least inform me in terms of the direction that I might go in a future solo. Um, just kind of opens up the whole palette of possibility, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so it totally makes sense. technical here as a musician. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I think what's great about Coltrane and Miles and all these guys that are so prolific is their material stands on its own. But when other cats like you get out there and put your spin and, and play the music, it just furthers the forever principle of how prevalent and, and relevant they're always going to be, not only in jazz, but in the world of music. Well, thank you. There's a lot of controversy about uh doing what I did, and I, I kind of made a preemptive strike in the liner notes, basically explaining why I was doing this. And um, I have looked at some of Coltrane's solos, but I'm not the kind of player to memorize them. And to be honest, uh, I was turned on by a lot of his ideas, but then I would use those as springboards to try to develop my own voice in terms of how to play this material. And I've always been that way. I think that you know, without tooting my horn too loudly here, I think that what that's what makes the album work is that uh, people are hearing it through my voice, his music, but my voice and, and a little different slant on it. But I, I resonate with the kind of intensity that he played with, and, and I try to put my all into it. I try not to hold back when I'm playing, and I hope it comes through. You know, from our first conversation, I have always known you to be very passionate 
and you have a great voice that comes out of your horns. So you, I, as far as I'm concerned, you did John well, and I appreciate you sending me the music and taking a little time to talk with me about it. Oh, thank you so much, and you're so welcome, and I'm honored to do so. Thanks for listening and tuning in to yet another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in California, New York, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe, giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Steve for his continued persistence at giving the world great jazz music. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store, or visit the Neon Jazz YouTube channel, and you can always, for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the music, my friends. Neon Jazz.